0: Hello and welcome to episode fourteen of the Talking Toro podcast. Uh, this will be the last episode for the uh, sort of two thousand and twenty-one twenty-two campaign, uh, and I'm here with my guest, as always, Peter Bourne. Um, so, at the sort of in the last episode, we had our sort of alternate awards and some more traditional awards that we uh, put forward for. Uh, Torino fans to vote on and probably some non-Torino fans as well um, uh, which was down on Twitter um, and i just give you a couple of results now and, and Peter, you might be surprised that um, it, the the Torino player of the season as voted for by the, the Twitter fans was in fact Bremer uh, with 90% of the vote. The only other player to receive a vote out of the four shortlisted was Sasha Lukic. Um, so Paul Ricardo Rodriguez and Worthringo getting zero zero points. This was the
1: Eurovision. Um, can't say there's any any
0: surprises there.
1: No, no. I think I think the fact that Bremer just got has been in every single Serie A team of the season. Uh, is pretty unanim- unanimous. So um, yeah, no 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 big surprises and well deserved the big man.
0: Uh, and then the goal of the season, which a bit of a shame really, but it, I think it. Personally, I think I probably would have gone for uh, Bellotti versus Juventus just because of what that goal meant. But but this man also had a crucial role in that goal, and it, it was Yassid um stunning goal against Udinese. Um, I think it, what I like about the goal is it's such an unusual strike. It's sort of it it came out of nowhere really, and uh, I think that's a, a fair a fair winner for for goal of the season. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I don't think, looking back, Brekalo scored an average goal, did he? He's, all of his goals were extremely well taken. And, um, yeah, I don't see many goals like that in Serie A. Cause you, you made the joke last week, it was a bit kick and rush. Um, long ball, you know, Milinkovic, Savic doing the one thing he did well, which was boot it as hard as possible. Uh, Belotti doing what he does well, shielding the ball. And then, and then Brekalo, yeah, from distance, it was... Also, I mean, he scored a very nice goal at home to Venezia as well, which was... Um, te- technically quite similar at least um, the couple against Fiorentina the goal uh, the kind of farewell goal against Verona so I just think on his body of work across the season and now we've had 10 days to or two weeks to adjust to the fact that he he doesn't want to stay um, I think it just yeah I think he was the player who who tried to win the goal of the season award most uh, with, with most gusto so yeah yeah um, I think that's. Uh, I think that's. I think that's a recognition for for his work and his time as a Torino player.
0: I do you think it will be quite interesting to see whether um, he does get his sort of dream of of signing for a Champions League side? That seems to be why he he's decided to sort of not stay at the club. I think he's had a good season. I think obviously we wanted him to stay, but he did have spells in a sort of mid-table Serie A side where he, he was a bit quiet and. I'm not sure whether he's going to go into sort of a starting of, of another of a Serie A, of a Champions League side. Sorry, so who knows? Remains to be seen, I suppose. Maybe. Well, well,
1: well, there was a lot. There was a lot of reaction to his to his departure from Torino fans, and I saw loads of collages of players who've left Torino for the for, because the grass is greener elsewhere, and very few players over the last 15 years have left Torino. And gone on to do very well. I can think of uh, Chirui Immobile, but he didn't do very well in his spells, uh, his immediate spells on in Germany and in Spain. There's probably there's probably a good um, sort of uh, person to to
0: compare Brekalo with in the fact that obviously he was unloading. He's decided not to renew the loan when when Torino were wanting to with to his other players. who have left have sort of left on a permanent deal maybe more um, antagonism between from the fans because obviously they they were on a permanent deal with with Torino and then they decided to leave.
1: No, I agree. I think the players who've left with a blessing like Darmian and Glick, yeah, have gone on to do to do pretty well. Uh Danilo D'Ambrosio, he didn't necessarily leave with a blessing, but he's he's carved out a pretty a pretty steady career and done, and done well at Inter. But others there's just you know even people like Antonio Bareca who for about half a season. Yeah, I think it was was massively overhyped. Um Churchy was obviously the poster boy for it but I think he very quickly regretted regretted leaving. Um but yeah, just just kind of sc- scores of players have left and and uh and not gone on to do anything. Brecolo, yeah, I, I just don't think he's I don't think he's consistent enough. I don't think he's good enough for, uh, to be a, a regular starter in the Champions League team. He may be um he may be kind of um, an impact. I could see him going, maybe going somewhere like Marseille um, in a league where, um, yeah, in a league where maybe he can he can shine a little bit um, and, and maybe push for a starting role in that sort of team. But I don't see him at an elite level team. And I, and I think the kind of reputation he came with from Wolfsburg has, has been justified. Um, I think obviously this week we're going to get into looking at how the squad maybe made up next season and we probably will come back at uh maybe for a special pod in the summer once once there's been a bit of activity um but i think we we'll maybe just talk a little bit about um, some of the news from the last 10 days or non news from the last 10 days because um we were we were expecting decisions to be made on the on the kind of players who were on loan last season with Torino having an option to buy um, so as far as I can tell, uh apart from Brecolo deciding not to stay, I believe the club have not exercised the, the the kind of option to keep Piazza. Um Pobega was was a straight loan, so he's gone back to 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 Milan. But otherwise, Priet and Mandragereta seems to be negotiations with Torino, unwilling to pay the price. Um and we could talk a little bit about these players in more detail when we get to to the individual areas Pellegri I think is a similar case and then Bellotti last week we joked does he know he's out of contract see well seemingly we... not because um it's been t- probably two weeks since we were first promised the decision and has been nothing
0: We we tried to push this podcast as, as far as possible on the week, so we've managed to get it onto the Wednesday, thinking that this will give Balotelli as much uh, much time as possible to to finally make a decision. But um, no, still still not, none the wiser. Which um, I think the the problem with this is that I think if 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 he was to sign, which which is now looking increasingly unlikely, um, if he was to sort of renew his contract, it might sort of still sort of leave Torino fans a little bit annoyed that he's. Um, waited so long to make that decision um, and then obviously if he, I think he, if he leaves the, the one thing that I, I hoped wouldn't happen is that he's sort of left and he leaves and, and the supporters are, are a little bit um, a little bit annoyed at him in, in the way that he's left I think if he'd left and even before the Roma game and had announced that he, he wanted a new challenge and he wanted sort of play at a higher level i, I don't think AB would begrudge him given the service that he's given the club in the in the last sort of six or seven years or so um but yeah the way it's happening is a bit of a, a bit of a shame and i just i think everybody now just wants a decision whether it's a, a positive one or, or a negative one
1: yeah he's behaving a bit like the guy who's had an affair and decided whether to go back to his wife it is um yeah, I agree. I don't think he's going to win in this situation now, at least not short term. Because if he decides to stay, unless he, unless unless it comes with um, a justification for for kind of why there's been this this silence or this kind of um, period of deliberation, it will feel a bit like oh, he didn't get a better offer. And if he leaves, we feel like he's kind of yeah snuck through the back door and, and not said goodbye and increasingly the clubs he's being linked with I mean I personally think he's holding he's been holding out for Milan that's his dream move and he's perhaps part of him thinks well if I don't get Milan um, maybe I'll stay at Torino and and, uh, and I, there was a situation with Ibrahimovic probably unlikely to play very little part of next season which I thought might accelerate that but I uh, not sure what's happened there. There has been some sensitive talk of Fiorentina. And then I don't know if this is kind of people getting very excited, but it was now Monza have been promoted. I, uh, I'll, there was, I'll be there honest. Was talk- yeah.
0: when, this, when this first conversation talked that Pilotti could be going to Monza, I assumed they were talking about the Grand Prix. Um, but it that would think, I think for me, and I think for the majority of Torino fans, that would be the move that would would be the most annoying for a, a supporter because you're leaving then for, yes, it's a project, but it's a project which is a best case scenario, even with the best investment in the world that Berlusconi and and Galliani might be able to invest into Monza. They're a a small club with a very limited fan base where even if you throw money at them, realistically, where are they going to get in Serie A? Maybe top 10. Like that is not the sort of challenge that you would expect sort of a Torino captain and, um, Sort of pillar of the the sort of nearly the last decade to to leave sort of the love that he's managed to, to gain from Torino fans to to go and sign for a newly promoted side who yeah it sounds like they will be putting a lot of investment into their team but realistically it is still a newly promoted side where the the sort of best case scenario isn't isn't really anything that isn't anything too sort of exciting.
1: No, I mean there is there there is that kind of feeling. What you know, Milan and Monza are kind of almost twin clubs. And uh, would you go to Milan and and kind of be be parked at, at, at Monza for half a season? Yeah, and I think we talk a little bit more about Blotti, um when we get to the striker section as well. But I mean, just looking generally, I've th- I think this obviously we've reflected on last season. If we want to kick on next season. Um, and challenge for the European places, we are going to have to um, outperform a few of the, the clubs above us. So, especially Verona, Atalanta, Fiorentina, and maybe one of the Roman clubs. We um, we may be needing to look at pusher, and also keeping the the clubs um, who finish below us um, at arm's length, and you're probably looking at the clubs below us for ones with with potential. Might be Sassuolo if they can hang on to their players. Uh, Bologna have brought in Sartori from Atalanta as sporting director, which maybe may prove to be an inspired move. The other teams below us I think uh will probably start the season weaker there's been a kind of a lot of coaching changes here and there, and I think from the promoted teams, I think Mons will be very interesting. I think that we might get a slight uh higher budget venezia approach to to the season um lecce and and Kremenese, i think will will, will probably be be looking really just to just to stay up so um yeah without in mind I just think yeah there's 10 days since the postseason I don't think there's been a lot of positive news has been it's you know just we've been linked with a lot of players but there's been nothing um nothing set in stone um we're struggling to to kind of make deals for players who are kind of in the palm of our hands and our captain hasn't decided if he wants to stay or not so yeah I mean it's not there is a sensation it is Urbano Bloody Cairo doing Urbano Bloody Cairo things. So um well let's see. we'll um should we should we, should we dive into to what we think Cairo and Vanyaci should be doing or what and probably more realistic more realistically what they will do. So should we kick off with uh,
0: goalkeepers? Well I think this is this is one area that I think we can all agree that uh improvements definitely needed. Um Milinkovic Savic and, and Barisha. So it started the season as number one, and he was sort of overtaken towards the end by Barisha. Um I'd be a bit harsh to say that neither convinced. Because I think Barisha did an okay job as a as a number one towards the end of the season, but still was was majorly at fault for for at least two goals that I can remember, remember off the top what, of my head.
1: What what do you think? This is also one way play. What do you think Barisha's level is? If he if he if Torino were to let him, I think Torino just bought out his. I think he was out of contract at Spa now, and Torino have. Yeah, I, th- I
0: think to if he, he, I think he could be a number one for a lower um, sort of a relegation sort of side in in Serie A. So I think he would be as a as a goalkeeper. for sort of Cremineze, Lecce, um maybe even Serenitana, I think he would he would be a good number one at those sides. Uh, given right. his age, whether he'd be happy just to be a number two, which is obviously what he signed as um, last season. Um, I think I think he's a good option as number two to sort of play in the cups and and be an experienced figure, especially if you can get a younger number one in, um, somebody who can sort of impart some of his sort of knowledge of of what he's he's learned in in the last sort of few years of being a goalkeeper in, in where he's played a lot of his career in
1: Serie A. Okay, we can agree though that Barisha is not the level of goalkeeper Torino should be looking to start the season as if we're a team looking at kind of top top eight and above. As a number two, yeah, I agree. I think he probably will be the number two. I hope he will be the number two and there's not a kind of there's not an idea to to start with him as number one. Um on milinkovic Savage for me he's a banter goalkeeper, he's a concept goalkeeper. Um he almost like Call esque. I mean I think if last the season before last if he'd if we'd won that shootout in the Coppa Italia against Milan, where he hammered that penalty, and if he if he'd managed to save some, but I think he's just he's one of those and the free kick that hit the bar, oh, that he had in in the Coppa Italia that time. He's that sort of keeper. He's he will be remembered for cult moments. But as I said, he's a he's a kind of banter concept keeper. He's a he's a keeper if you want to play, if you do want that kind of modern keeper who's who's good with his feet and distribution. But I, again, what's his level? Where's he going to go? He's not going to be a number one. I'd be very surprised if he's the number one starter for an Serie club. I'd be very surprised if he was number one starter in a in a top level European league. I think no, I think may, a, yeah, he, like a, a number
0: one in, in sort of Holland or Belgium. I could sort of see um, maybe in a in more technical in a technical league where the his sort of deficiencies as a, as a sort of standard traditional goalkeeper may not be as highlighted as the fact whereas the fact that he's able to play up from the back and he's technically quite good. Um even some even if I mean if he was willing to I mean I think he's still in the Serbia squad and they've got a World Cup um in the in the winter. Um so he'll he'll want him, he'll be wanting to go somewhere to play where he can at least go to the World Cup as as their number third as their number three keeper. So, think, whether he'd be willing to to drop down a level and go to a sort of a lower quality league,
1: yeah. And I think the fact that he probably played twenty five plus games in Celia C E A D S is, is probably for his for his C V. He's probably he's he's probably he probably is attractive on paper to to somebody. Um, but I think we agree. I think there's also Jamelo, who's the third choice. He started once last season. He may go out on loan. I think we agree. Barisha will be the second choice, and the third choice will be a, someone coming up through the primavera or if they decide that uh, Gimelo is best, um, his, educa- his football and education is best serve staying at Torino, then he may be number three. But if we were to bring in a number one, I um, so as we talk about targets, our kind of, I guess, yeah, our kind of footballing universe is a little bit, I'm not an international scout. Uh, so a lot of this is going to be limited to players Torino have been linked with or, other Serie A, maybe Serie B players, so um, Vagnati is someone who has tended to shop um, either players within Italy or players who've played in Italy, Um, but these are, I guess, a few names for you of of players we've been linked with Um, Golini Cranio Vicario, so both Cranio and Vicario are owned by Cagliari Uh, Carnesechi, the Cremonese keeper I think he Maybe going to Lazio, and then yesterday I saw something about Gabriel, the experienced Brazilian at Lecce. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if one of those was the kind of profile we went for. Um, where would you, yeah, who would you like to see, and who do you think we'll get? I think I would like
0: to see out of the given that list, none are massively convincing for me if he thinks that. Cranio's just got relegated in the Calgary side, although he did play well against Torino, I seem to remember. I don't think any of the blame can sort of be, be put at his door. But ultimately, the fact remains, you'd be signing a goalkeeper from a relegated side. Um, there No, you wouldn't be too excited if you were signing uh, Sirigu from Genoa either. So I think he would probably be the best of that list. Um, Vicario... He's a promising keeper who's had a really good season at Empoli, but given the sort of age difference between him and Cranio, I think he's probably more likely to stay at Cagliari and them them trying to keep him beyond less wages to try and keep, try and sort of get them back up, which sort of makes Cranio more of a realistic target. Um, Gallini, never really been convinced with. He had a, a poor spell in England with um, Aston Villa and then sort of, shipped back to Italy and he's obviously then gone back to, to be a, a number two at um, Tottenham um, he's probably if I was saying, I'd say Crania would be the player I'd like, Galini's probably the most realistic one, the fact that he's available which is is a bit of a worry for me
1: Yeah I think there's going to be a bit of a merry-go-round of goalkeepers in Serie A, a lot of clubs seem to be looking for, so that may have an impact, so someone may come up who we're not expecting to be made available um I'm not convinced by Golini's also been linked with, with Fiorentina Cranio for me is a little bit of a kind of younger Sirigu um in, in that kind of relatively competent good shot stopper uh, but I don't think he was ever at the level Sirigu was at a similar age um so I'm not too excited by anyone in this list, If I would I would probably look at, at maybe Vicario. Um, but I think that's slightly based on a... Um, I wonder if he's one of those keepers who's, who's made a lot of kind of flashy saves and kind of penalty saves in the second half of the season. Uh, but I expect, yeah, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it was one of those two keepers owned by Cagliari who comes in. Um, so uh, if we move on to wing-backs... Uh, Torino last season had five, five wing-backs in the squad. Aina Saldi, uh, Farias, Singo, Voivoda. Um, I believe Torino probably need four wing-backs, at least the way um, Juric plays. Um, so of those five, Farias will go back to Lazio and it's unlikely his loan will be renewed. Ansaldi is contract up, he said goodbye Aina is still under contract, but very likely to be leaving. So we are likely to start next season with Singo and Voivoda, unless there's some kind of crazy offer, I guess, for Singo. Uh, So Singo would be the right-hand side, one. Voivoda, the advantage of him is he can play right and left, which is very useful. So I think we definitely need a very strong left-hand side wing-back. And then either the second one is um, someone who's... Um, I guess ambidextrous for, for play with both feet as well. Um, yeah, someone who can who can play on either side, or we or we decide which side we'll Voivode is stronger on, and 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 go for another player on that side. But I think yeah, at least two. I think this is a big big position to fill in in the summer.
0: Yeah, I think the way that Juric plays, the, the wing backs are crucial, uh, and yeah, it, it, the, the there is no uh, depth. In that position at the moment, if you if you think it, if Ida definitely leaves and and, and Farris Ferrus are, are certainly gone, um, Singo's is a strange one where I think there could be a temptation to sell him, but I would like to see him stay. I think he, for, if I was his representatives, I'd also suggest that he, he should stay, because I think another season um, he could do similar to Bremer and and have a, a massive breakout year where. There's there's potential there, but he still hasn't really sort of exploded as he did on on this. I remember his first game against Roma where he scored, um, and he has that still in sort of bits, but but that hasn't been that consistency where he's like a he's got highlight moment every week almost. And I think that could be possibility. And, and being at Torino, where he's going to play every week, he's going to receive good coaching they're gonna sort of understand his limitations as well, which I think is, is, is technical limitations, which I think going for a big fee at the end of this season might be a might be a sort of a lot to ask for for a young player. Um so yeah, Singo definitely I, w- I would keep for at least one more season. He'd be on the right. I'd have Voivoda as a sort of a I still think he is a second choice wing back, um on the left. So I'd be looking at a starter for the for the left wing. And then a second choice for for right uh, right wing back to to sort of take over from Singo, um, maybe at the end of end of games or or just to rotate him.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm with you there. I think I think Singo is probably a, a top eight player. If that's what we're looking at, I'm not. I think Voivode is probably a, a decent squad player in that in that scenario. I think you also got to look for the last eighteen months. Singo is 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 um, obviously brings pace a goal threat um good dribbling skills uh but he's not the best crosser of the ball uh, voivoda's crossing has improved but we are really missing what ansaldi used to bring um i think we definitely did uh, we definitely need a bit, bit of star quality at fullback this is probably a position where we've, we have identified fewer options in other areas so i think this might be a position that gets filled by um some overseas Arrivals as well, but there's been talk of Birindelli from Pisa, who's been there a long time, and and Pisa failed to to come up to Serie A. Lazari at Lazio, Torino have tried to buy or been linked with several times. There was talk of him leaving Lazio, but I'm not sure how realistic it, that is. And another one I don't think will be realistic is Di Marco from Inter, who played under Urich at Verona. We were linked with uh, when he went back to Inter. Um, the only way I see that one happening is if it's we insist it's part of a Bremer deal or something like that. And um, I think
0: the the concern with, with DeMarco being part of a Bremer deal is, is what would the valuation of him be with that if that means that you're selling Bremer, so if sort of you value at forty million euros and they're valuing DeMarco at sort of fifteen, twenty million, then that doesn't really leave a lot of money to uh, improve the rest of the squad. Um I think Demarco is a massive in, Inter fan as well, so I, I think he would always rather just be part of a squad at Inter, especially now they've lost Perisic, so he's probably set their second choice left wing back. I, I he would be my choice um, for that left wing back position because obviously he knows um, he knows the he knows the system. It will stop him scoring wonder goals against Torino, um, and also he he has had a little bit of. Um, Sort of experience this season as playing as a left centre back, which could be interesting um, if if we ever sort of wanted to get a, a more attacking player in that position. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say he's unrealistic, despite being probably the the best candidate for that role at the moment.
1: Yeah, I don't think Demarco is an elite level player. I don't think he's necessarily in the top four quality from what I've seen of him. I think from an inter point of view, he's quite a good backup. Um, he's obviously got a very good left foot. He's a goal threat. I think his natural habitat in a season two will probably be a Europa League level club. Reminds me, uh, reminds
0: me a little bit of a, a Ambrosio figure, really, like a a good sort of mid-table Serie A player, but can do a job for one of the bigger sides. Maybe not as a starter every week, but and the fact that he's a fan of the club is always going to mean that it's going to be very difficult to get him away. Because whereas somebody maybe not that bothered might really demand to leave to get first-team football, I think he he isn't going to be that sort of character
1: all right so yeah i think i think we'd probably expect two two wing backs to come in and it would be also be interesting just to close on that how much cash we generate from the iron a sale or whether uh whether he ends up going back on load i haven't read too much about fulham coming back in for him um but there's also the option of bournemouth um, scott parker having been his manager when he was at fulham so um, if it was a, an English club, it wouldn't surprise me if it was one of those two or kind of top level, perhaps You've even it. a top level championship club. But.
0: Even somebody like um, Forest coming up from the from the Premier League, um, they play with wing backs too. So, uh, and their sort of current not to turn this into Nottingham Forest podcast, but their uh, current uh, right wing back is is only on loan and expected to leave. So. Um, that would that would be. I would be very surprised if Ina doesn't end up back in the Premier League. I think there'll be enough interest, and Serena will sort of be willing to take any sort of fee if they can get. It. I don't think there'll be interest in loans, but if we can get sort of what we anywhere near what we what we paid for him, I think we'd we sort of buy the hand off.
1: Sure. All right. On, on the centre backs, um, I think it's quite. A, I think this could be a, end up being quite an interesting area. So. Last season, I think we had six uh bremer, who was the the central the central player um on the right, you had uh itso or and Gigi. on the left Bongiorno and rodriguez, and then zima who would often i guess fill in in the middle or in in various positions so of those six we're gonna take it as unless we get the fee we want that Bremer will leave, and the cash we get for Bremer will probably dictate. Um, who we can bring in as well um, I think three of them will probably stay, uh, Bongiorno and Zima for sure, uh, and I think Rodriguez will um, and then Gigi and Itso. there has been talk of them both leaving, or at least one of them leaving, so um, uh, Gigi I read some of yesterday some suitors in the Premier League, and Itso has been linked with who may someone who may be uh, a dear friend this summer in, in Davide Nicola and Salernitana may take some of our casts off. I'm not including Itso in that, but Itzo is an interesting one because he hasn't got that long left on his contract either. So I expect we, Zurich also change, as we said in in game changes at center back are so frequent. He's going to want, he's going to want his six center backs. Um, so three guaranteed stay, probably one of Itso and Gigi will stay. I think the, the continuity is good. Uh, but yeah, I think two or three to come in. Uh we do there's been quite a few players linked, but do you disagree or agree with any of that, Rob?
0: No, agree with agree with all of that. I think if you like you say, you've got three players there who know the system and it's not sort of totally reinventing the, the sort of back line. But with with Bremer leaving, I think if Gigi's possible move to the Premier League could be an interesting one because I think if you can get any sort of fee for him as good as he he was last season he does still sort of have a a mistake in him so if you could if you could get a a, a decent fee and a, obviously if you're going to go into the Premier League and Southampton do like to to sign poor uh, Torino centre back, so maybe Southampton could be a, a location for him um, but yeah obviously that that the finances that you'd be able to get from that sale could could lend to getting actually a better player um, for for a cheaper fee and then gives you more uh, scope to to improve the squad in other areas.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, Bremer is going to be, Bremer is a, already a top four level centre-back, so he's going to be a massive loss. I mean, Torino don't necessarily need um, they're such a gold standard player for the kind of level we want to compete at. We you know, we don't need to replace Bremer with a we- player of that, of that level, but I think when I look at that central defense for next season, I think it needs leadership is more leadership. If he's leaving, it needs a commanding, definitely a commanding uh, physical presence, someone who's, who's going to be very aggressive against whoever he's playing against. And then um, a mix of a kind of another ball player and someone with, with, with uh, pace, especially for when Rodriguez plays. Um, So we do have, um, there's been a hell of a lot of players linked. Um, I don't know from the list I've I've kind of put together. I should say that uh, on the wing backs, was also, um, there's also Bellanova at Cagliari, who Cagliari have just bought out from Toulouse, who were relegated in France. He's another left-sided player. We we should have mentioned that wing back. But yeah, there's a kind of list there of, of centre-backs. Rob, is anyone? I, I think there, I'd be su- actually surprised if too many from from the list I've seen will come. Um, but is any of them
0: you want to talk through any There's of them one player that i'd uh would would like to see play for torino i think would depend on his sort of situation with chelsea and um whether he, he fancies another season in italy but that would be ethan amperee uh i think he technically would fit into a, a back three he would sort of i would imagine he would be sort of the right sided to play playing the Gigi G role which i think he's played for venezia last season um I think he's a very good technical player. He's also able to play as a central central midfielder, so he's very versatile. Um, should it be necessary, and I watched a little bit of the, the Venezia Cali game on the final day, and in a game which didn't really mean anything to, to Venezia, they he was he was outstanding. Really, I think he was a clear man of the match, and um, he would be a sort of low cost option. Um, I don't think he's ready for sort of Chelsea's first team. Uh, he's had a he's had a number of loan spells. So what I would try and put towards Chelsea would be sort of do a try and try and purchase him if he's happy with, in happy in Italy and um, so I, I haven't don't seem to recall any issues that he's had in in, in living over here uh, living over here. We don't live in Italy. Uh, living over in Italy um, that maybe do a sort of an option where we we purchase him outright but but allow Chelsea to retain a, a buyback clause which will bring down the fee because um, I think he's still young he's a Welsh international uh, and he he's only going to get better uh, so he would be my sort of my pick um, as a more experienced option and maybe one for the centre uh, I think Acherby could be an interesting option uh, had a falling out with the Lazio Ultras at the end of last season um, not sure if that's been sort of repaired yet but he would bring that leadership um, he's a sort of a, a large, larger player as well, so he's sort of good for for aerial duels. Um, and again, another player who's got history in scoring wonder goals against Torino, so at least that's a, one way to to guarantee that doesn't happen again.
1: Yeah, what worries me about Jellyby is is one of those players who's when his legs go, his decline could be very rapid, and we have signed players of that profile before. Also, look wonder about the salary, uh, but I, yeah, I threw him in there because I think he is likely to leave to leave Lazio. Um, Ampadu is an interesting one. I don't know how much he's played in a back three, and I think almost his natural habitat before was kind of defensive midfielder. But he could be he could be a, an interesting squad player, and he, he did well at Venezia. Another one from Venezia we were linked with. and I really hope we don't sign this Caldara, who I think some is someone who's always had a kind of of a junior, and Nokia has also always had this kind of reputation, um, and been around the bigger clubs, but never, never really made it. Um, a couple of others. Uh, so Juric, has. Uh, we've often been linked with players from Verona, and I think there was almost a kind of gentleman's agreement. We we wouldn't sign anyone last summer, but um, gone to the. Uh, it was a German-Turkish defender, and and Farioni might be two. We look at um, there will be a lot of mentions of Cagliari and a player we were linked. We were linked with the young Polish centre back. Uh, I think it's Valkovich or uh, I don't think he played too much last season, but he's the one we linked with before. Um, Nikolai, the Greek centre back from Spezia, but I think doing deals with Spezia might be tricky because I don't think they're still allowed to sign players, so they're going to not want to sell too many. I don't how, uh, there was talk of Collie from Sampdoria. Again, I think that would be a very low-budget replacement for Bremer. I,
0: that, uh, the, only, the only thing I quite liked about that rumored deal is the fact that it a, was a swap deal with Lanetti. Um, so you're getting rid of one player in an area where it's he, not really a loss, but he, he wouldn't play anyway. And then you're getting a, a good, experienced Serie A centre-back at a decent age, 29, um, and I've always thought he's played, played he's had. A, I can remember him having a couple of good duels with with Bellotti and one of the rare centre backs. Um, and sometimes, especially against sort of like lower level Serie defenses, Belotti tends to always get the the better of the sort of the centre back. But I can remember Coley doing really well uh, against Belotti in one game. So he that would not be the worst option for me.
1: Yeah, well, unless we decide to bring in Federico Fazio. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I personally think it'll be a mix. I think there'll be a, another Zima type profile, maybe from overseas, who comes in. I think there may well be a Urich or Vanyati connection with another one, and then someone like, uh, yeah, I don't know if he fits in with the position, but maybe someone of an Ampadu profile. Could, that could be that. That could be a nice mix. Um, but yeah, I think I think we've kind of established what, what's needed there. Um onto the midfield, which was an area twelve months ago we were really struggling in. Uh but the likes of Rincon and Bazelli have moved on. I think they're both now out of contract with the clubs they moved on to. So they are free agents if we decide to give him another chance, but let's hope if not.
0: we we will know we may be having to call a uh, special podcast if it becomes to sort of early August and we've re-signed Thomas Rencock.
1: Yeah, uh, the general. Um uh so of the midfielders uh, what we've classed as midfielders, I think last season we started with about six or seven, but I think two are probably set to stay. One's Lukic and the other one's Richie, and they're both probably very likely to start. Um Linetti, as you mentioned, I think will will be leaving. Um, Pobega is left. Uh, there may be maybe an attempt to, to re-sign him again if Bremer goes to, to Milan and not into That could be something that gets talked about. Mandragora, um, let's talk a bit about Mandragora because there's the option to buy him out from Juventus, which I've read various fees from like 9 to 14 million euros. I think he's done a decent job at Torino. He He did lose his place when Lukic and Ritchie got established. I didn't think he was as impressive last season as he was when he came in in the Nicola season, where I think anyone with with a pulse probably would have looked good in that team i I'm not sure Rolando Mandragna is worth that buyout fee, especially if Torino are trying to uh don't necessarily have the funds at the moment. I would rather it got spent elsewhere. I'm not saying I wouldn't want him to re-sign, but if we turn around and and had spent 12, 13 million euros on Mandragora, I'm not sure. It'd be the best idea.
0: I I wasn't sure whether his sort of non-involvement towards the end of last season may have been linked to whatever the loan deal was. Um, And maybe he had to appear either a certain number of appearances or he had to appear for a certain number of minutes because there were a couple of games where everybody was getting a go off the bench but Mandragora was staying on it and then there was another game where he came on for literally like a minute um it wouldn't surprise me if that was possibly the reason why he lost his place in um not not that obviously the the sort of transfer deal was a uh sort of leading to to Juric's selection but if we weren't if we knew that he if he played sort of if we started sort of the, the last three games or whatever, then we would have to make a 14 million euro payment to Juve, then maybe the the, the question was suggested maybe don't play him um, and then we can renegotiate that fee rather than it becoming sort of a, a mandatory option. Uh, I agree I think he's a good squad player, I think uh, Lukic and Richie are uh, ahead of him in that role at the moment, but if one of the, especially with Lukic, I think I saw a stat was the Player who had the most fouls in the league uh, last season, he's off. He's gonna get suspended. Um, obviously with injury and sort of lack of form. You want you want a good rotation option. I don't think AB would have any issue in putting Mandragora uh, there, especially without Pabega. In all likelihood, it's likely to play play even more than um more than he would of last season. Uh, so I think I think it will be a bit of a sort of Struggle and a bit of a soap opera in the in the window, but I think we'll manage to get to get a price down that we'll we'll be able to negotiate. Because I don't think there's going to be many other teams who are going to pay. Sort of, if that rumored is fee is fourteen million, I can't see many other sides paying that. So, I think if we can get a maybe meet in the middle somewhere, I would be surprised if he's not at Torino next season.
1: Yeah, I think um, let's t- talk about two other players who come back from loans. So we've got Ben. Benlo Saccone, who's coming back from Crotone. I don't think he'll stay. I'd be surprised. But Jacopo Segre is coming back from Perugia. And I just, I have a feeling Segre's going to be one of those players in pre-season that gets a lot of publicity. And like, all, oh, Juric is, uh, is really liking the look of Segre. And I think profile-wise, he could be a backup to Richie and Lukic. I think he'll probably end up going back. I don't think he's quite of the quality, what I've seen of him. But I just... It wouldn't surprise me if there's a kind of some kind of narrative over the summer where Segre is kind of um, and it might even be to um, to try and sell him but it wouldn't surprise me if there's a period in the summer where it looks like he's going to be an integral part of Juric's plans.
0: He did, um, obviously being sort of like a young player from the Primavera, he played a little bit last season and did quite well but then got the, got the fans offside by, um, I think in his defence, I think he Sent a, he managed to get Dybala's shirt after a derby, sent a photo of it to a friend and then it ended up on Instagram uh, with him smiling with holding up uh, Dybala's shirt so probably not the smartest move um, and I think maybe if it wasn't for that the, if it wasn't for that, I, I mean space would have been limited last season but I think there would probably be a bit more um, motivation for, for the fans to want to, to keep him in the squad but uh, after that Sort of faux pas on Instagram once again. I'm getting on the Instagram bandwagon, um, but I think, yeah, I agree. I think he he's a sort of top top eight Serie B level player.
1: So I think what we're what we're losing if we lose Pobega, and I mean I'd use the term lightly, lose Linetti, but we are losing a kind of little bit of um, I guess energy. What Italian is called legno People who are going to get up and down, get tackles in break forward into the box. Uh we've got two nice technical players. Uh we've I've put Pryor in this category as well I realise he kind of play cat often plays further forward. Um he's the one the clubs seem to want to sign the most but I think he's also the one that is probably going to have more suitors if we don't meet Leicester's price. So um I guess that's to be decided but I think we can agree we we would like him to stay. Um it's been quite a Big list, even historically, of players we've been linked with. Uh, so any kind of anyone, when you want to talk through there,
0: uh, I think the, the the sort of one player who was discussed at length last season was Amrabat, um, who Yurich knew at uh, Hellas and is now at Fiorentina. I think he sort of managed to get into their side at the end of last season and um, had a, a number of decent uh, decent performances. They haven't taken the line, uh, taken the the option to sign Lucas Torreira, who again is another player that Torino fans know all about, um, in the fact that we didn't manage to sign him. Um, so Torreira is
1: definitely—he's definitely a grass is greener guy. He has a good season somewhere, and then seems I, to get I, I, ideas above his. Yeah, I mean, I, he's, I, th- I think yeah. the
0: problem with Torreira is the fact, in, and maybe an issue that a lot of players will will have is that if you move from sort of Italy to the Premier League, your wages then. Maps massively blown out of the water, and the Italian sides just can't compete with that. He he had a good season at Sampdoria, a good couple of seasons at Sampdoria. Signed for Arsenal. To be fair to him, I actually thought he played quite well for for Arsenal and He's probably better than a lot of the players that they've got there at the moment. Um, but then when sides are coming trying to sign him back, they they realize that they're unable to match the wages that he, that he's on, and
1: he's but not. He, did, he, he didn't do very well at Atletico Madrid, which was no. his, his other big move. I just feel like, where, yeah, you know, where's he trying to go now? I don't know. Unless he's, unless it's, I think, I
0: think he, I think he wants to stay at Fiorentina. I think, I think the the issue will be whether Fiorentina can afford him, and also how much does he want to stay? How much of it, is he willing to take a, a wage cut, which a lot of, of modern professional footballers don't don't seem to want to be doing.
1: Um... Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think I agree, Amber. But we, the the rumor was last summer we didn't sign him because we couldn't get rid of Rincon in time. And then I probably would have said there's a he's quite a good profile. Um, but he did finish the season well with Fiorentina and I think it'd be a case if and if Fiorentina upgrade that area of the team, he may become available. Uh, I think he's someone Urich would re- really like. Um there's a few others. Galliadini has been linked another one with the Bremer deal. Again, I, I think he would do a job. I don't think he's necessarily the most exciting. Uh, another interplayer is Sensi, who didn't do a huge amount. I don't think in his loan at Sampdoria, and very injury prone. And I think probably not different enough to Lukic and and and, and Ricci. Um, Then there's also Moranchuk at Atalanta, who we were leaked with in January and was set to go in January and and didn't. A slightly, I guess, more technical player. Also thought about Pesino at Atalanta, who seems to be in and out of their team. Um, and may have that profile of someone who can get forward and and score goals. Um, Barak at Verona play often plays again further forward. I don't. I think his price tag is probably going to put us off. And then you, you're a big fan of Edison at, at uh, Salernitana. Yeah, that I think might be a similar discussion.
0: I think yeah, I think the the ship may have sailed with with him. And I think actually th- this position where you've got sort of two starters. Possibly Mandragora as a third choice, so you probably need sort of one extra player and then maybe a younger player to to make up that five central midfielders. I think if there's any sort of scope in the uh, squad to going to go overseas to try and find a the player, then I think it's midfield where it, we we should be looking because we're not looking to get a first choice player. You it, you get allowed that player to have a little bit of time to sort of bed in, settle into the league. Maybe sort of a player from South America, uh, similar to, to obviously signing Bremer. Um, he was he we didn't sign him and then immediately put him in the first team and expected him to be the finished article. Um, the fact that we've got a little bit of depth in that position, I I think it makes sense to actually not spend a lot of money on a, like we aren't going to spend money on a player who's better than Lukic or Richie. We like we we just don't have that fund those funds at the moment. So, I think signing a player from from a different league uh, maybe a younger player with good potential might be the way forward in in that position.
1: What do you think about my um my cheeky suggestion that it it's it's been a while since we signed a uh, made a surprise signing with an english player so I've thrown in. Ross Barkley, I could see doing quite well in Syria. I
0: could again. I think Barkley would play as like a, a number ten, sort of behind the front player. I wouldn't trust him in sort of a, a midfield two. Again, he's another player with with his wages. I just can't see as a free agent. He's going to have a lot of offers, and I can't see Torino being able to match anywhere near what other sides might pay for him. Even again, I'd imagine if if he even leaves if he leaves England there'll probably be sort of Champions League, Europa League sides who, who think they can sort of pull a performance out of him or two. I'll, I'm also not massive, a massive fan of the player. I think he flatters to the quite a lot. If you're looking at an English free agent, I'd I'd be throwing all the money at uh,
1: Jesse Lingard rather than, rather than Barkley. Yeah, I think Lingard's... Uh, I think his salary would be... Absolutely, of the question. I think, we, if, I think
0: we'll put, all, like, the bra- we'll put all the Brayman, uh, all the Brayman money on, uh, on Lingard wages.
1: I, th- I think we might end up with Danny Drinkwater, <laughs> and, then, and then we could re-sign Robert Aquifer Aquafrest- 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 <laughs> There and up, we yeah. go, and yeah. then we and then we can get a water sponsorship for the front of the shirt. Sorry, Suzuki. Yeah. But, um, all right. Well, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think midfield. I think there'll be one one quality investment, and maybe maybe a younger player. Uh, so if we look at the. F- uh, the forward area, excluding the... Assuming Juric continues to play with one solo striker, which we'll come on too. So we're thinking of these kind of two players playing off the central striker. Um, so Priet, I I had in the midfielder, so I've not included him here, but he may well be one of those players. Um, so obviously Breckelow has left. He was the surefire starter last season. Piazza, I don't think, will stay. Prior is to be decided. So then what we're left with is the kind of the returning loanies or the players who made little impact last season. So we've got Edera, who was injured for almost all of last season. I think he'll go. Uh, Miliko uh, coming back from his loan. I think his performance on his loan and his general attitude has, has not improved. I don't expect he will stay. I don't think you will necessarily. Um, give him much of a chance. Verdi obviously did quite well at Salernitana. I think he will I think he will hopefully go back there. And then warming. And then you've got warming and sec. I think warming needs to go out on loan. And Sec is probably the only one of those players that I expect to be in the squad for the week one next season. So there is um there's a lot of work to do there, Rob, isn't there? Yeah,
0: I think that's the the area where sort of Bremer um, leaving, and um, that's where the funds really need to go uh, in the in the forward areas. I think that's probably the only sort of promising thing about Bremer's departure or an inevitable departure is the fact that it's probably a little bit easier to um, sign replacements for players at, at, in defensive uh, positions rather than going forward, where you you automatically going to lose that creativity and you automatically going to lose sort of goals and assists in the team um breccolo is the main player where he again had had some poor performances but scored a number of of great goals and a number of good assists i think that's where i would be spending the money the majority of the, the say we get 40 million for bremer i think that's the the four positions is where we need to be looking at to to reinvest that um I would like to see us try and get Pratt. I think that's realistic, uh, given his injury issues, that we can do some sort of deal with Leicester where um, we, if we, what we need to do really, I find, is that actually don't agree uh, fees with players if you've got no intention of paying them. If if we pay if Pratt plays twenty five games last, uh, next season, let's say, and then we've got a fee to buy him, we need to pay that fee uh, no matter what because if, if Pratt uh, managed to play 25 games that season, then he he will have contributed, I think, a number of goals and a number of assists. That the only question mark about him is fitness. Um, yeah, no no issue with any of the other the other players. Uh, leaving, I like Sack is sort of like a an option off the bench is sort of like a a wild card where you maybe you're playing it on the counter attack or. Um, you just need a little bit something different if something's not working against a a side who are are being very defensive I agree with warming up on loan I think he probably should have gone out on loan um, this season Um, I think a Serie B side to get a little bit of experience of of Italy would be a good idea he he sort of is very very eager looks like he's very eager to learn but I didn't really see enough of him to think he's going to going to be anything that he he doesn't he doesn't look unbelievable uh in the the brief glimpses that we saw so a little bit of experience he does remind me of remember uh, samuel samuel Yeah. um it does remind me a little bit of him where he's sort of like uh, i think he's actually playing i think he might be playing in holland at the moment he's actually sort of having a a decent career so whether whether he'll sort of follow a a similar path and and realize that it was a, a I think it was a small investment, sort of at 1.5 million euros. Uh, so it was a, a risk worth taking, but but whether it's gonna it's gonna work out, I'm not so sure.
1: Yeah, I think there'll be there's be quite a few, lot of movement in this position because this is a position of a team which is very form based, uh, where Juric needs to go with 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 fresh players. Uh, even if we sign Priets, we can't guarantee how fit he's going to be or how many games he's going to manage to play. Um, so I do think I think there'll probably be probably at least one what we'd call a stellar name brought in, and then maybe maybe a couple of younger players. So we've been linked with Manuel Solomon, uh, the Israeli player who seems to be trying to uh, he seems to be going to Fulham that seems to have fallen through, but he seems, seems to be a similar profile to Breccolo and a similar kind of it, yeah, it's also whether do we do we bring in another player like Brecola who's coming from Champions League level club to the season and try and, yeah, hopefully we kick on more next season. So that player at the end of the season is is more likely to stay, but it's a, it's a relatively low, I mean, ultimately with Brecola Torino got quite a good deal for a season. Um, And it's whether you, as I said, we want to own most of our players, it's just more sustainable, but but whether we do bring in a higher profile player on loan, who wants to reestablish themselves or, or use it as a springboard. Uh, the others, you've got Nandez at Cagliari, who I think's market value has dropped massively. And he was being linked with the likes of Inter and, and Juve about 12 months ago. Uh, he's a very busy player. I'm not, I get, I don't think he's a top level player, but he may do. He may be very good for us. Um there's Messias at at Milan, who I would bet money will end up at Monza uh, at some point. Um, But he's, his Italian journey did start in Turin. We were, we were probably in line to get him last summer if he hadn't gone to Milan. Uh, The other one that we've been very heavily linked with is, and there's a Vani connection is Brazilian Strafezza at Lecce, who got a lot of goals and assists last season and, and may be ready. Um, So it, I think it'll be someone of the Strafett's profile and possibly someone of the Solomon profile and there'll be a third one which I'll open up to you maybe someone like the uh, Pereira at Cagliari uh, who is a kind of effective player coming off the bench or our old friend from Venezia uh, who had, uh, you'd be very keen on signing is uh is Amaru.
0: Yeah I think, uh, I think I think I think Ar- Arame would be a yeah. would be a possibility um, given sort of his link to Torino and sort of Venezia's relegation, and maybe a player some similar, like I said earlier, where you've got DeMarco who's willing to be not a first-choice player because he's playing for his boyhood club. Aramu would be in a similar profile and similar situation to, for Torino. Um, would have the fans on side. I think if you're looking at sort of like a, a third or fourth-choice sort of Trake Artista, I think he's depending on the fee I think he would be a good option um, good left foot good penalty taker uh, scored home and away against Juventus last season so that would be that would be good enough for me.
1: I think Aramu my worry with him is he may be a, he may have a kind of Simone Verdi type experience at Torino and just not for whatever reason not kick on. I think with Aramu we'd always give him the benefit of the doubt that he's fully invested in the club and it might be that he's he almost wants to try too hard, um, but I, I saw he was linked with Salernitana today as well, actually, which is slightly worrying if we want them to sign Verdi. But um, I think he will stay in Serie. A. I think he, he will leave Venezia. He, I wouldn't surprise me if he's on Torino's radar, but probably a little bit lower down the list. Uh, but definitely one to keep an eye on. So for central striker, uh, Juric pretty much always plays with one unless we're really chasing a game. Uh, last season, we had four. Bellotti, uh, we had four at least at the end of the season. Uh, well, actually, say at, probably at one time, we only ever had three because um, we had Bellotti and Snabria, who pretty much interchanged, um, when Belotti, especially when Bellotti was injured. Pellegri came in in January, and when he came in, Zaza disappeared from from view. Uh, Zaza, I do expect to leave despite having a year left on his contract. I think we only. I think we need. I think we will probably have three strikers. It does seem quite a lot uh, if we're only playing with one, but if Pellegrini does prove to be one of them, and we can't necessarily like, rely on his form, I think Sanabria is great in the Eurech system. He's a very good link-up man, but I don't think he scores enough goals. Um, and in certain types of games, I'd st- I'm not sure he's suited to. Games where we don't have a lot of possession. Um, Bellotti, we've talked about. We don't know if he's going to stay. Pellegri, I think, would be a brilliant backup for Bellotti. I'm not sure I'd be wanting to start next season with with Pellegri as the first-choice striker. And also, depending on who the striker comes in, then we have to see how that kind of sits with Pellegri. So I, think, I don't think Torino will make a call on Pellegri until... The blotty situation is known. So probably the only one likely to be there is Sanabria who will play in definitely play in those um uh those kind of home maybe the home games where we have a lot of a lot of possession and fizzing the ball about. Um players we've been linked with uh, strongly is um in the past, uh Patango and Jao Pedro have been kind of heavily linked and both for various reasons maybe Available, I necessarily I wouldn't necessarily be happy to see either of them. Uh, Dovbik, the Ukrainian forward, he maybe sort of profile if Belotti leaves. Um, I know you've got some thoughts on that. Uh, Pinamonti is another of his kind of Inter Bremer deal. He had a decent season at Empoli, um, maybe ready for for a step up and. Uh, I wouldn't be too happy to see him come in kind of lone, but that might be one to keep an eye on. Uh, I have seen some people talk about Okoreki from Venezia. Again, I'm not sure he's... A, I'm not sure. I think he may be more in a Sanabria mould. Um, Beto from Udinese had a good season, seemed to fade from view a bit, but again, central target man. And one I threw in is Mattia Destro, just because he may be the sort of low budget third choice, if we didn't get a Pallegri, a bit of a goal grabber, but again, not sure he's a Yurich type of player. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? <laughs> would you I, I, I ask you a question? Would you? I'm fairly indifferent about Bolatti staying. I'm not going to be. I've got past the point of. I don't. As I said, points per game last season with him, we weren't particularly strong. Um, uh, I th- I would have loved it if he been fully committed to being a Torino bandiera but I'm not sure that is the case and I feel kind of lukewarm to, I think as long as we bring in a, a kind of exciting striker I'm not sure I'm that bothered if Bellotti stays
0: My concern if Bellotti leaves is who do we replace him with because ultimately, yes Sanabria did, we did perform better with Sanabria in the side but if you if you're going into sort of a derby against Juventus, who would you and they're both fully fit, who would you rather have up front? Would you rather have Bellotti? or would you rather have Snabri? And I think everybody would say say Bellotti and he if he sig if he if he re-signs and that sort of like a if he wasn't let's say he wasn't out of contract, he would be costing sort of fifteen, twenty million euros. I can't see Torino replacing him if he left with a, a similar profile player. So that is where my concern would be. If you said, I totally agree with the uh, the point. If he'd sort of came out before the Roma game and said, "I'm going to stay. I love it here. Why would I want to leave?" I think the enthusiasm of of that of the next season would be really high. But we've already started. Like the season technically hasn't even finished since there's still sort of games going on, and and the enthusiasm sort of already declined with the, with the Brecklow news, and, and still no no further along with Bellotti um so that's why i'd I prefer him to stay i think give it i would feel a lot more comfortable going into the next season especially losing bremer and breckalo with belotti who when fully fit is almost a guarantee of double figures of, of goals in serie a um dovbik is is the player who there's been a little bit of talk about but even and given the unfortunate situation with his club side in ukraine at the moment i, I did sort of think that could be a an avenue Torino would look at to try and uh, find a, a player on a, on a sort of a cheaper deal, um, but even even the uh, figures involved in that deal seems quite high for a player who hasn't sort of proved it in a major league. I think he had a, a spell in Denmark as well, where he he didn't do very well uh, only a couple of years ago, so that would be a concern to me. Um, if you offered me now that we that Bilotti say tomorrow the news comes out that Bellotti doesn't sign, but we signed Beto for 20 million euros. I, w- I would take that. Um, I think Beto, in the in the few games that I've seen of him, I think he looks like a very good player. Um, and I think if we don't sign, if, if Bellotti doesn't re-sign, I think we need to make some sort of statement. Uh, signing as, as a striker, as a replacement, I don't think we can afford to to just gamble on a player because Sanabria is not a prolific goal scorer and if we sign somebody who fails, then I just can't see where we're gonna we we didn't score many goals last season, even with Breccolo in the side, even with Bellotti um occasionally in the side. I think we need to sign somebody who is going to get a sort of fifteen, twenty goals a season and uh signing a player who's never played in, in Italy before would be a would be a concern to try and replace Bellotti.
1: If Bellotti was to leave and of those players we've got on our list, what would your ideal front three be next season?
0: So I would have uh, Priet. Uh, I would have Solomon. And I would have Beto.
1: Yeah, I don't know a huge amount about Solomon. I think from the little I'm...
0: I've seen of him, um, he like he would be a similar... Profile like you say to Brekalo, um, and he that you would then afford it to have one player who um, is a bit of a not a risk, especially if he's if he's on loan. Um, but yeah, I think that's a that's a high level from front three of a side wanting to go into the Europa League. I think maybe some of the other players who are on that list might do might do a job as a squad player, but I think that would be quite a quite a good front 3 um if we if we're looking at improving our position
1: yeah i mean i wonder uh, if we had a just kind of um if P- pinamonti palegri and sanabria were our strikers how would that my, sound to you
0: my concern with pinamonti is the fact that inter seems to value him at 25 million euros and it's just that if yeah, i are just I just think that if we're spending that much money on a player, I'd rather somebody who has maybe more of a finish article or if, has shown a higher sort of ability in games, whereas Pinamonti has just made a career of just being uh, an Inter loan player. I don't, I don't see where they get that valuation from. I think it must be from Football Manager.
1: Yeah, I, I think we agree. I think we need variety in those forward areas. My concern with your forward line would be pace in that I think we lacked it uh, away from Singo. We lacked it in the team. Prior is not quick. Breckolo slowed the game down quite often, uh, but Lottie uh, has lost the kind of uh, first yard that he once had. I would like to see a bit more pace brought in, even if it was the, the kind of second level players who may start the season on the bench. I expect that one of those forward players will probably be quite a exciting signing. I'm hoping, but maybe someone we not on our radar. Um, but yeah, I think um, it's also whether Torino seek to replace Belotti in numbers rather than in quality as well. And I'm like, okay, we'll have a Pellegrini, a Pinamonti and a and we'll, Hopefully one of them will, will kick on um, rather than putting all her eggs in, in a basket. Um, I, I also worry about players coming from Cagliari. I mean, Gio Pedro, I just uh, not always a huge fan of his attitude on the pitch. Um, and I think he's. I, I think players who've just failed for the last. I know he scored goals, but even Nandez as well. have been in struggling teams for 18 months, two, two years. And um, I either, that, either it does them good to get away or it becomes a malaise. And yeah. I, think you, I think you can't be buying all your players from relegated teams because you're going to be buying a losing mentality. So. I no, I,
0: I agree with that. But I think I do wonder whether that might have put players off um, signing players from Torino last season um that they'd had sort of eighteen months of, of being a pretty poor side and and whether they'd they may be regretting that decision now because obviously Braham has probably doubled in value. Um if they'd tried to sign him last season you probably would have got him for, for a much a much smaller fee, but who knows whether he'd have had the sort of improvement in form that, that he, he went on to have. Uh, I think just one thing we can both agree on is with an early start to the the Serie A season this e- this year. Um I just hope that we get the majority of our transfer work done um, by the sort of 1st of August rather than sort of walking around on the on the last day of the transfer window trying to sign sort of three players for starting positions, which, which is sort of what happened last season.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would ban the transfer window being open after the first game of the season. I hate it. I think your squads should be sorted. Um, yeah, the season starts on the 13th of August. It's, it uh, doesn't give us a lot of time, um, and it's going to be kind of an unusual season with the break, the break up from the World Cup as well. Um, we play
0: seven games in the first month as well, so it's, uh, and then there's a, a weird international break in the middle of September. Um, so that is a good sort of opportunity to sort of make a good start if if you've got your team settled. A lot of sides, especially teams who are going to have Champions League um, commitments as well, Europa League commitments, Conference League commitments if we can have a favourable uh, favourable fixture list, make a good start to that season, if we can sort of be in and around the sort of top eight, even top six in that sort of first seven weeks of the season, or first seven games of the season, that will set us up for the rest of the campaign.
1: Yeah, I think the teams who go into the season uh, with, least, with m- most continuity will probably start it quite well. And then the season, the season might evolve in very strange ways after that, but... But it's been good Rob. We got to we got to fourteen pods. We have been very nostalgic, at times frustrated, um, hopefully positive. And yeah, it's been it's been a lot of a lot of fun doing this podcast this season and I hope um yeah, I hope people, are, people have enjoyed it and um and it's helped yeah, it's helped kind of bring that, that um let's say the overseas Torino community um together. I think we'll I think the intention is to be back for, for next season and to do the, the regular weekly pods. It might be um, the start of the season being in August may may, may present a few challenges, but we we'll, will endeavour to get into a, into a flow. And perhaps we will reconvene with a kind of a special episode at some point in the summer if, if Torino have done some exciting business or we need to vent. Um, and maybe even by pod 15, Andrea Bellotti. Would have made a decision or or maybe not, yeah, we'll see, we will see Gallo, make your mind up, but yeah, I think for me it's uh it's for totoro and let's let's try and kick on to the top eight next season
0: for totoro